Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. In-N-Out Burger is kind of legendary in California. And a story making its way out there is in Oakland, there's an In-N-Out Burger... It's very profitable, says every news report, and yet the ownership is shutting it down. The reason? They can't guarantee the safety of their employees. It's that bad. Now, just think here in Philadelphia. There are many places that have, I don't know, In-N-Out Burger is kind of a step up from just, quote, fast food. It's that good, apparently, according to all accounts. But anyhow... Think of the number of places that have all kinds of fast food. I mean, how bad could it be where you got to make a decision? You can't protect them. You can't get enough of them. You're afraid even putting in armed security, doing whatever you can under California law is still going to be difficult that you have to close it down. And it's popular. It's profitable. And again, this this happens all over the place. Oakland is just one of the worst. It's just a, another thing that we take for granted. And I'm looking at that because in Philadelphia, once again, Josh Shapiro dragging his feet. We told you extensively. We had this inside this. We had the author of it on and we had Sharif Street debating this. They weren't on together. But the Pennsylvania Attorney General missed the deadline to appoint a SEPTA prosecutor. Remember, the SEPTA prosecutor is the person that will prosecute, essentially, Larry Krasner will not prosecute, will not prosecute to the fullest extent of the law, crimes on SEPTA of one sort or another, or around SEPTA. This takes up a lot of the city. He has the ability to prosecute. You're not taking away that power. You're taking away his power not to prosecute. That's what he's mad about. Yet the Attorney General, even though Josh Shapiro signed off on this stand, just says, no, we weren't able to find anybody yet. Again, it just plays right into Krasner's hand. If you're going to do something like this, you should have felt out. You should have been doing it immediately. Candidates that might fit this job might be a good fit and might be able to jump in there. So now what are they going to do? Not sure on this. Again, you're taking on these Soros guys. You're taking on Krasner. This guy doesn't quit. You're not going to push him around. You're not going to push him off the spot. You have to be in it fully or he's going to win every time. So we'll let you know if they do appoint someone. I want to see what type of person they're going to appoint that actually is going to take this power, let the public see what Krasner is all about, 
And then ultimately, in a year when the election starts, the primary, the Democrat primary, he can be beaten. But he's not going to be beaten after you're given all this stuff and you still can't do anything about it. All right, President Biden has reiterated again today that the border situation is not a crisis. Ridiculous, I know. Joe Biden is 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 not <laughs> Joe Biden is not getting religion on anything. What Republicans have to do, and I can say they can't. It sounds bad if they say it is political. The right thing to do is not to make a deal, particularly these Senate Republicans. Do not make a deal on this. Trump senses it. He's not going to make a deal. He knows the deal is he wins. Then he puts what they did in the Trump years into play. Only this time, he's a bit more focused. That's my criticism of Trump the first term. He wasn't focused enough on the wall. He hasn't been talking about the wall this time. But certainly, that's something that should be done. But keeping people in Mexico when they're applying for uh, asylum is exactly the way to go. Now, you heard Van Drew, and it's true. These Senate Republicans are saying give them quicker work permits. Let in at least 5,000 a day. 5,000 a day times seven that are claiming asylum. Then it gets stopped that day. It's just playing right into the hands. There's no agreement I would make with Democrats. Now, is there a political danger? Yeah, don't say it that way. What I'm saying, if you're a politician, you got to try to argue, well, that point, what it would do and all that. Just don't come out and say, no, we're not going to do it. We're going to win. And this issue is one of the things that's going to help us to win. I think it has arrived where people are seeing this so much that it's right up there. Still don't think it's bigger than inflation and what he's done there, but it's right there. All right, 855-839-1210. You can uh, get a line. And Van Drew agreeing that you are seeing unity between Trump and DeSantis. Look, politics is rough, and DeSantis gets that. He kept himself alive for 2028. The only thing I'd say is his campaign was reminiscent of Scott Walker in some ways, as far as him as a politician on the stump out there. He's going to have to win hearts and minds by saying we need this guy to actually get things done. Not much of an appeal or charisma attached to him. And that's a factor, like it or not, when you're running for president. It's a big factor. Occasionally, we get somebody who doesn't have any of that. I don't think Jimmy Carter had any of it. What charisma does Joe Biden have? But, you know, there are weird circumstances that can happen. But by and large, Obama, history, Clinton's got charisma without a doubt. Um, Trump, they all are examples of bringing something to it that rivets people. 855-839-1210. Let's go to Frank in Burlington on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Frank, good afternoon. Hey, Dom. You know, it's funny. I know I didn't call for this, but I don't think it was so much charisma. I really believe it was just that Trump was running. Eliminate him from, from the equation. And I and I think DeSantis wins big. I mean, over whoever else was running. Yeah, I just well, think well, he ran wait. at the wrong time. Well, I'm pretty sensitive on that because I think he was right to run. I don't believe in waiting and all this other stuff. Things pass you by. But anyhow, Trump was running, but Trump was a bit on the ropes at that point, polling wise at the beginning. DeSantis was right to jump in then. 
And I think he's a bad campaigner. He's going to have to deal with that the next time. I don't know that he would have overcome that necessarily. Yeah, maybe you're right. Um, the main reason I call is I really think Van Drew was right. I know you think the economy and inflation are number one, but immigration affects everything. And you're talking about national security, like congressional representation, national health. You're seeing the measles spike now, local and the state economics. And I just don't – when I say – I just really think if you drill down deep, immigration is far more – I mean, as far as we are – in this country, we're we're in a much worse position because of what's been happening, and and it affects it affects everybody. And well, everything what, what I'm saying is, level. though, I think the average person, though, Frank, my point is, what do they see more? What are they more cognizant of? And that's inflation. You know, that's true. But I mean, to tell you the truth, I'm afraid to get on a plane now. <laughs> you know, like you just don't know who's who's come in, and you already heard there were like 180 on the terrorist list. I mean, if without national security, you have nothing, you know, so. But maybe you're right. We'll just agree, agree to disagree okay. on that Well, one. thank you, Frank. Well, look, I'm glad that it is. This has been my, uh, even Howard Stern going after me that I'm guarding the border. We've talked about this forever. I've been to the border, the Joey Vento years, et cetera. I'm thrilled to see that. This guy actually goes out during his radio show and patrols the border during his commercial breaks. <laughs> I mean, I take great glee in uh, going after Archbishop Dolan and what he's doing in New York, beating up on a parish there of uh, Italian first, second generation, because they don't want uh, people from the Roosevelt Hotel coming in and inundating them. So without a doubt. Uh, but do I think... You're a wacko, dumb dog. Do I think this is the thing that people think about and they see every day that's done that? I think it's inflation. And Dumb think, Giordano. And I think, <laughs> Dumb uh, Giordano. yeah, can you see if uh, DeSantis had taken people to the Hamptons where Stern and Robin, well, he's there at least, and dumped them off in, in the uh, the Hamptons rather than Martha's Vineyard? That was the most telling of all, the Martha's Vineyard uh, thing and when that happened, you know. So um, I, I just differ that the average person has this as top of mind. And here come these Republican senators uh, riding to the rescue of Biden, wanting to do all kinds of things to take our mind off the border when finally there is a good deal of media coverage just because that's a story and competitive advantage. I've been to Cabo. Does that make me? You've watched Narcos. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's the most absurd thing I ever heard. This guy's a dummy moron. Yeah, I've, I've been down to the yeah, border. Yeah, buddy, where's the, time, where's the time that Howard Stern's been to the border, Dan, covering the border as I did? <laughs> Riding with the Border Patrol out in the middle of the, of the desert and seeing a mile and a quarter away with the night vision and all that, a coyote or whatever it is, jumping across. Yeah, I could see Howard out there doing that. Uh, yeah, from the from the Hamptons. Switching from guest Richard Simmons to the border. Yeah, I wonder, because of the COVID thing, uh, man, he must really be on lockdown now for the future, rather than saying, oh, well, I'll go out. All right, it's 855-839-1210. That's uh, how you get on board. And again, uh, if the border rises to that level, let's keep it going. It's kind of curious, though, that Trump is not talking about the border all that much. I haven't seen anything about a big, beautiful wall or anything else. What's the number one thing that he's talking about exactly? Hard to say. Uh, other than talking about the government coming after him, the motto this time around, because he stands for you. And that is the number one thing 
that really hurt DeSantis, other than he is challenged as a campaigner. Uh, Coming up, (laughs) a guy named Napoleon, I'm not making that up, I'll give you the full name, this representative, Dan, getting traction in Harrisburg. He wants students here in Pennsylvania to be able to have three mental health days uh, excused every school year. In other words, you say, I need a mental health day, bang, you can take it. You don't have to call up Hunter Biden or anybody else. Three why not? Why not? mental health just days. Give kids days off. No yeah, I'll give you the uh, I'll give you the the parameters of this bill. Of course, he's a Democrat from our area. Of course, Napoleon blames COVID. That's why kids need mental health days. But first, it is time for it's Dobbs Money Melody. Absolutely right. Every day at this time, we have something from Dan. Hopefully not Taylor Swift today. But uh, here we go. Uh, Not not Taylor Swift. Okay. Uh, Today you'll win a copy of the book, All the Light We Cannot See, a novel by Anthony Dorp, a book about a blind French girl. I've seen some of this on Netflix. And a German boy whose past collide in occupied France has both tried to survive the devastation of World War II. It's now a Netflix limited series. Hi, Dan. What's the backstory? Yeah, so, Dom, uh, today we're asking for great ad campaigns, uh, iconic ad campaigns. And there's a song that's become synonymous with an ad campaign. I think it's still even used to this day. Uh, I think it's a cover version of this song. But, Dom, this song was huge back in the late 60s. It was actually a number one hit. And I want to know, who who is the band behind it? I want to know the name of the band mm-hmm. behind this very big song from the 60s, which later became synonymous with an ad campaign, a very iconic ad campaign. Take a listen. We're not looking for the name of the song. That would be too easy today. We want to know the name of the band of the original, Don. Take a listen. She's got it. Yeah, baby, she's got it. Very iconic. Uh, without a doubt, let's hear the clue one more time, looking for the name of the band. She's got it. Yeah, baby, she's got it. All right, 855-839-1210. Hit us with that. We'll be happy to send a book off to you. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Don 
That is exactly right. Uh, here's the clue. We're looking for the name of the band today. Oh, let's go to Sal and Skip Pack here on the Dom Show. Sal, what's the name of the band? Dom, I'm just pulling this out from the back of my brain from high school, but I think it's Shocking Blue. All right. Nice high school production there. Nice brain there. We'll put you on hold, Sal. Enjoy the book. Pretty good, Dan. Little backstory there. Yeah, no, it's a, I think the Bananarama version was the one that was used most, uh, one that came out in the 90s. But yeah, 1969, this is number one and in a ton of different countries. A very big song from, I think, a Danish band? Let me check on that. No, Dutch. Dutch rock band, Shocking Blue. Congratulations on getting that right. And uh, yeah, later used in the Gillette Venus ad campaign. And I think to this day, they use some form of it or another. And it's just become iconic uh, and synonymous with it. But in itself, it's a great song. All right, uh, we'll have another winner tomorrow. Dan will cook something up. Uh, Nikki Haley has just announced she pledges to campaign whatever happens in South Carolina after the primary. Now, that doesn't mean she won't go there for a bit and then drop out because um, it's, what, February 24th. So we're quite a distance away in South Carolina. You got to think she's got to go back to her home state no matter what happens. Uh, tomorrow night and then we'll see from there but uh, she might drop out even before the vote happens in South Carolina if it looks she can save face if it looks like she'll be inundated in South Carolina then she goes for a week maybe then drops out with some kind of unity spin something of that nature that's more likely than hanging in there and getting clobbered in your home state All right, just announced, too, (laughs) President Trump will address NRA members as a keynote speaker at the NRA Presidential Forum on February 9th in Harrisburg. It's the first scheduled PA visit of the year for Trump. By that point, Joe Biden will be here 26 times, I think. So, Dan, uh, you know, NRA, uh, you know who will probably be there or at least get a shout out. Maybe we can deputize him as our correspondent, Scott Presler. Oh, I'm sure he will be. Oh, yeah. I'm looking to see on Scott Presler's Twitter, Dan. You may be because I'm in the middle of something here, but uh, I haven't seen anything yet on that. He'll he'll be on that, though. He did have post updated numbers on uh, registration in Pennsylvania. Right. Yeah. Uh, you do want those? Yeah. He says, a week ago, Democrats had an advantage of 430,195 voter registrations. Today, that lead has been narrowed to 426,265. That's a difference of 3,930 within a week. He writes, Democrats lost 1,116 voters, while Republicans gained 2,814. Philadelphia's trending to the right like a speeding bullet. Let's go, he writes. Yeah, look, uh, people that don't get it, they expect you wave a magic wand. This is all an incremental ground game. The guy is nobody's better on this. He's got so many balls in the air all over the place. He just needs the resources. He needs people that are actually going to see the wisdom of him versus the people that are allegedly in charge. Okay? And, uh, I still say, win Pennsylvania, win the presidency. I'll play devil's advocate here, though. Yes. Does, uh, you know, doing a keynote at an NRA not give ammo to moderates and to the left against Trump? 
Well, again, it reinforces, though, in Pennsylvania, which is the hunter state, you know, I mean, it's pretty obvious who defends the Second Amendment. It underlines that again and again and again here. So they're going to go after Trump in a while. He's better reinforcing the base. Just don't say anything out there. Well, uh, Joe Biden, Dan, this ought to trouble people, saying if you want to take on the federal government, you he said this yesterday, you should get F-16s, man. In other words, uh, he's not compelled by the argument that the Second Amendment was put into place by the founding fathers so that government could not oppress citizens because they were afraid of an armed citizenry. And that's true. So he ups it to say, well, what are you going to do with our F-16s? You're going to bomb us? Yeah, that's what we're going to do. I'm trying to think about it, too. Like, for the swing states, you're pretty much right with the winning strategy because I, I would suggest that most of them are right-leaning on the issue of the Second Amendment. Oh, yeah, Nevada, like Arizona, Arizona, Georgia, New, New Hampshire, there's a lot of hunters. Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, oh, exactly. Pennsylvania, the biggest. Win Pennsylvania, win the presidency. I really don't see any way that that's fallible. I think that will happen. So we'll see if their point of emphasis suddenly becomes Pennsylvania. And this will happen if Nikki Haley drops out after a week or two in South Carolina the deck is cleared, and then President Trump can actually go to the swing states and start that part of the campaign. All right, uh, I mentioned a moment ago, this guy, uh, what's his, yes, Napoleon J. Nelson. For some reason, I think he's over in the Sheltonham area, something like that. He has a bill that's moving through the House. The COVID-19 pandemic exacerbated many challenges facing our students. Yeah, you were one of the guys that wanted to keep the schools shut, Napoleon. Few challenges are as urgent or pressing as the lasting impact of stress and emotional stress on our students. Well, maybe their math and reading scores would be. He goes on to say about one in three high school students reported experiencing poor mental health because of the time off during most of the time or always during the pandemic, and almost 20% have seriously considered attempting suicide. It's important to acknowledge the importance of taking care of our mental health. That's why I'm introducing legislation to allow students to take three excused absences for mental health reasons without requiring a doctor's note. Providing mental health days would encourage students to take care of their mental health as they would their physical health. Further, the legislation would align Pennsylvania with Oregon and Utah, which have already done this. It's time that mental health supports are normalized in school. All right, Dan, can you imagine? So what would Napoleon recommend kids do on their mental health day? One would like to know. And this goes down to all grade levels. I don't feel like going to kindergarten today. Mental health day. Get that. I don't need a note. I just say mental health. Dan, do you think this would coincide with exams, big, big exams that people have not studied for? Uh, are there days that are not allowed to be taken off? No, no, not, a, not no. according to Napoleon. My you final s- exam, I could take a mental health You day? say mental health, that's it. That would be particularly on an exam day. He'd be shocked if you couldn't take a mental health day. I like that. Maybe you could run out the clock, you know, if the exam is late enough in the year. and all You just you get three of them, and you got to hope that you can run out the clock, and you don't have to take it ultimately. How about if me being a very big Eagles fan, we suffer a you know Duh, disheartening man, loss that's on a Sunday it. night? I don't want to come in the next day because I am mentally ugh. Yes, distraught. or if these students, if Trump wins in Pennsylvania, I'm sure a lot of these students and their families would need a week of mental health day. So would Napoleon, of course, though. My God. 
every day there's another one of these things, and he's getting traction with this. Several states, apparently, have, like Oregon, have already done this. My Mental mom gave days. me apple juice, and I wanted milk. Man. There you go. That's oh, it. I'm out of here. I'm taking a half day. Uh, let's go to Joe in Exton, iconic all-time commercial. Joe, what's yours? Uh, yes, hello, Dom. Uh, Dom, I'm going to uh, change my answer to um, another iconic commercial. Uh, Kellogg's Frosted Flakes and Tony the Tiger saying, they're great. <laughs> All right, Joe. We love it. All right, there he goes. Dan, he's getting more into it every day. We've created something here. I love it. Got to meet this guy. I'm telling you, I'll pick him up personally when we do a big event this year. People of Joe have X in. The Joe, cheers. you hear that? You can get a personal ride from Oh, that. yes. I mean, signing if, up for danger. If he wears the uh, beret, well, no, I'll get there on time, hopefully. Yeah, you will. Yeah. But also be very right. jerky with your you know, two feet on the pedals. That's exactly right. Let's go to uh, <laughs> Donna in Maryland. Hello, Donna. Hi. Um, I am in a terrible Democratic state, so yes. I always listen to your radio. Well, for thank you some, very much. You know, thank you. Sensibility. <laughs> and I was wondering, I'm hearing rumblings that. Um, that President Trump had said that he was proud, of course, of the Roe v. Wade, and now the Democrats think we've won the election. He's done it again. So they are going to pound that into, again, are they going to win based on the Roe v. Wade? Is that going to be the winner for the Democrats? A couple things. No, I don't think, you know, in each election cycle, we're a little bit past the Supreme Court decision. It dissipates a little bit. And on a big, broad presidential election, it won't be determinative. It gives them something, though, they can run on because they have little else. But Trump has been, Donna, very good on this, saying uh, things like the Sanus and the six-week ban are too harsh, etc. Trump has fogged this up. Trump is not interested in something that he calls harsh on this. It's going to be very hard to pin on him. So much so, we're convinced whoever he picks for vice president is not going to be in the camp of, say, what DeSantis had when it comes to abortion. He's going to be very sensitive to that, to try to dilute what Democrats do. They'll still try to do it, but it will not be like 2022 or 2023. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Well, Donna, thank you. Thanks very much for checking in. Now, look, it's, it's one of the few things that they still want to go on democracy and Dobbs, right? They still want to go on abortion and this phony taking away democracy stuff, because what else do they have? How else can you move forward? I mean, this is it for them. But to Donna's point, and Dan found this right on top of it, uh, we were talking early on, and I mentioned DeSantis, the difference with Trump on abortion, how he tried to win in Iowa. We used to have on a couple of people I know close to DeSantis and how in Florida he seemed to be able to escape this issue without people using it against him politically. Then all of a sudden he signs the six week abortion ban after six weeks, which is unacceptable. You're not going to win doing that. He's got to pivot if he wants to run for president again at some point on this. Dan found Carrie Lake, of all people. Dan talking about first paragraph she wrote, talking about being a mom and then talking about reassuring, supporting women and how she didn't favor any of these bans that were on the 
uh, I don't want to use the word extreme. You know, it's, it's a principled stance, but on that side, the DeSantis side of this. You want me to read it? Yeah, just just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it says, Carrie Lake's the only mother in this race. This is when she was running for Senate. Uh, Carrie believes life is priceless and that having children is the greatest blessing any woman can ever experience. Carrie wants to do everything she can to help women choose life, to choose to bring that blessing into their own existence. She also recognizes that a majority of people in this country and in the state of Arizona hold the view that abortion should be legal with restrictions against late-term and partial birth abortions. Arizona's law currently allows abortions up to 15 weeks, and Carrie does not support a federal ban on abortion. Abortion is, as the courts decided, an issue for states to decide, not the federal government. Yeah, and there was more, but that's the gist of it. And uh, not saying Carrie Lake, just on that alone, would be the nominee, but I think it's something Trump is really looking at, to Donna's point. He's not going to let Democrats get the traction. Some of it is, well, here's the one uh, flying the oil. Look, I'm not going to be somebody who just tells you everything is fine on this. It's settled. If the Supreme Court comes down in June, mid-June, late June, saying that they're banning that uh, abortion uh, drug, that's uh, medical abortions done through the mail, that is going to potentially restoke some of this. But Trump is unique in this, that he has declared he's not going to be doing any of these things that we're, we're just talking about. So he's going to look for someone for VP who shares that. Christy Noam, I think, signed off on a pretty severe abortion ban in South Dakota. DeSantis, the six-week ban, he's not somebody, probably not anyhow, that would be considered. Uh, Carrie Lake, we just mentioned. I don't know, J.D. Vance, I'll have to see what he says. But Trump's not going to get caught up in the media jumping on a VP candidate for him and just running with this issue forever. That's exactly what they want. They don't have anything else. The scare over taking away democracy, et cetera, that's the other card they're going to play. All right, phone lines. It is with that all-time iconic commercial, this is the day in 1984, the Apple commercial. I don't even think a word was spoken in it. It's one of the all-time greats. Dom Giordano Show, welcome in. Just saw this New York Post, Siena College poll, certainly not a conservative polling outfit. They say in New York, state of New York, Trump leads Biden 42% to 39% among Hispanic voters. Now, ordinarily, in any state that's even relatively a swing state, Georgia, Arizona, uh, maybe Pennsylvania, Latino voters, if the Republican is getting anywhere near those numbers, but actually leading at this point, the remainder undecided. So that's what, about 19 percent undecided. As recently as November, the incumbent Democrat led Biden, led Trump in New York among Latinos by 27 points. Now he's down three. Now, Look, polls are polls, you know, each one you can find, there's different, but still, 30-point difference, even if it's 15. What is it that's fueling it? Well, what's fueling it is people are seeing the results in New York, New York City, and spreading out, and what they're doing in New York City, they're dumping people in other towns across the state. So they're or they're fearful that it's going to happen, and these people are threatened, and I think they're mad. They're here legally, by and large. They did it the right way. 
and they have to deal with this invasion that's happening. And all the Cardinal Dolans in the world, every time he speaks and goes down this path, it's ridiculous. The Siena poll in New York has Biden overall now, just leading Trump by 30 percentage points, 54 to 24 among blacks, down from a 51-point spread, 64 to 13, the survey returned in November. Same survey again. Same way that a surveyor, a pollster goes about. That is stunning if Trump in a state like New York is uh, at polling 24% among African-American voters. That is dramatic. So Trump, because of uh, celebrity status, because of any number of uh, minority celebrities that have been around him and all, does well more than the average Republican. The thing is, what are the suburbs going to say? And I'll give you the uptick. The biggest uptick I see for Trump this time around, the biggest plus We saw it in Iowa. I think we're seeing it in New Hampshire. There is actually a buttoned-up campaign organization ground game. In other words, they're not just flying by the seat of their pants based upon uh, Trump's uh, charisma, based upon his name recognition, that kind of stuff. They actually are working the infrastructure of the system. My biggest fear, though, is each day that goes by here in Pennsylvania, I don't see the help on the big thing, mail-in balloting. I still think there needs to be a pivot by Trump. Let's say, at least when Nikki Haley drops out, or sometime next week as they move toward uh, South Carolina. I mean, he's going to be here, Dan, for that NRA thing. Take Scott Presler's advice. Do a thing, hey, I'm in Pennsylvania, but I'm going to stay here until we get X number of mail-in people, mail-in ballots registered. People will come out of the woodwork if he does that. It'll be an event. It'll be fun. And it will send the message loud and clear here in Pennsylvania. We got to be close in the mail-in ballot. Don't have to win. You can't start. uh, Imagine a football game, the the, uh, Supreme Court race. We're down 460,000 to nothing. You look up at the scoreboard. Oh, but we got election day coming up. That's like the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah, we're going to throw a touchdown every pass. Even then, you're not going to win 460,000 to nothing. How many field goals are you going to kick there? All right. It's doable to come pretty close, you know, to say to lose by five to 10 percentage points, maybe five to, yeah, in mail in balloting, and it'll be a win in Pennsylvania. That is, those numbers are stunning in New York. New York's not in play. Though. You're not going to win New York. That, that's not the point. The point is, at ground zero, where we're feeling this. Now, are they feeling it in Arizona? Probably somewhat. In Georgia, probably somewhat. We don't hear as much of it here in Pennsylvania. And I still think people in the suburbs are a bit insulated from it. But it is moving up. And now Senate Republicans, we heard from Jeff Andrew, he agrees with me, they want to come in at the 11th hour and bail Biden out by saying, let's make a deal. It'll be good for the country. I don't care about that. They can't say that. We don't want to make any deals now. Particularly, we're going to make a deal on the border, bailing him out, and at the same time, give them $60 billion or something like that, more for Ukraine. Where's the win there? Now, you play along with this, 
but keep the immigration issue going. And Abbott's going to keep on sending people here, and he's going to keep on jousting with the federal government. All right, it's 855-839-1210. Let's go to the Earl of Tacconi on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Earl, good afternoon. Well, afternoon. Um, the 2023 yeah. Poll of the Year. <laughs> yeah, what happened there? Well, what happened? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. I thought it was me. It's not me, it's you. Uh, yeah. Well, that's Earl. I'm not allowed to say that anymore. Um, yeah, I um, decided to um, be quick. Um, I'm going to go with uh, one of your commercials that you play uh, on this station. Uh, how about O'Reilly Auto Parts? Oh, you know, oh, o- 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 O'Reilly, O'Reilly Auto Parts. Ow! Yeah. <laughs> Very Auto nice. Auto Parts. Yeah, exactly. They have a catchy ending to that, and you hear that constantly. Speaking of autos, Ford is cutting back. And they were the biggest proponent of this, Dan, on all-electric uh, truck production. Oh. Uh, the oh, Joe Biden yeah. pipe dream. Uh, that's where it's going. Coming up, though, we have another thing here. You know, this is an area of my opposition big time. I have to get over to the Navy Yard. I'll give you an update that the Navy Yard is hell-bent now. They're rolling out their new autonomous shuttle. I would say stay away from the Navy Yard area. All right, I'll give you the details on that. There's an update, and we have the uh, lightning round coming up. The time has come for the final test. Uh, we usually call it the lightning round. Yes, that's right. Coming to you from the lightning round today, this day in history, 1984, iconic commercial. Apple, 1984. All right, the uh, autonomous shuttle. The pilot program at the Navy Yard will be the first automated shuttle to transport public passengers in Pennsylvania. We need a name for this, Dan, this boondoggle. The electric Ford e-transit van expected to roll out of the South Philadelphia business campus by the end of January. It uses technology from Perone Robotics. It's a partnership with the PIDC, which manages the Navy Yard, Drexel, and PennDOT. What could go wrong? The Death John? <laughs> All right. Or keep the them Death coming. Star? Yeah, keep them coming on Twitter. At least seven other automated vehicle operators are currently testing in Pennsylvania which requires special approval. Most are in the Pittsburgh area. Another reason to avoid Pittsburgh. Uh, The shuttle in the Navy Yard is the first driverless vehicle to operate in Philadelphia. Uh, The driverless shuttle, which will have a human backup driver on board. Why? This works. Will first only operate within the Navy Yard. Then the all-electric, it's all-electric, too can carry nine passengers and a wheelchair ramp. Within months, it will also drive on South Broad Street, taking visitors and workers to and from the NRG station into the Navy Yard's existing uh, fleet. The shuttle's exterior decal was designed by a local mural artist. At the Navy, As the Navy Yard grows, the automatic shuttle could become a sustainable transportation option, limit number of vehicles on campus. Oh, boy. Always about that. Here we go. All right. So uh, we have to have a sighting. Be on the alert, Dan. They're all of our spies. When this comes rolling out before the end of January at the Navy Yard. (laughs) Yeah, whatever they do inside the Navy Yard, that's their business. But coming out of that Navy Yard. Keep it in the Navy Yard. Yeah, have fun. Drive all around the Navy Yard. You know, people want to get in it. Nothing bad can happen. Okay. What happens in the Navy Yard stays in the Navy Yeah, that's right. That's the sign. That's that shuttle. You want to fool around with this stuff? We'll see. 
Can you imagine? Hey, uh, Ro, I don't think there's anybody behind that. Uh, well, there's a human there, but he's not driving. He's just sitting there. Well, I feel like there's also a, you know, a, a dupe there. You're getting onto the show. You, you expect yeah. a driver there, and then you get on. There's no one there. Are, is there enough time to get off? Yeah, that's right. Are you going to be given full knowledge? Well, this guy's here just not that we think anything will go wrong. Well, then he shouldn't be there. Why do you need him? Uh, let's go to uh, Richard in Somerdale on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Richard. Hey, how you doing? Good. Uh, the uh, article about the uh, snow shoveling out in Montgomery County uh, is good, but we have one in Camden County here where you call the website for the county, and if it's more than five inches of snow, they bring out a work crew from the county jail to shovel the snow for senior citizens. Oh, and, uh, man, they, what could go wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, well, they, they did it to me a couple of times, but it's, uh, they're not that reliable, unfortunately. They don't always come out. <laughs> Wait a minute. But, the uh, convicts are coming over, hon. Don't touch it. Don't shovel that, bro. The convicts yeah. are coming. <laughs> anyway, so my uh, commercial would be from 1964. The uh, commercial where Lyndon Johnson uh, said what was going to happen if you elected Barry Goldwater president, and then they showed the atomic bomb. Yeah, that was very effective, yes. Uh, Barry Goldwater, a lot of good qualities, but extremism in the defense of, uh, I forget that, did he say for democracy is a virtue? There was was that. Uh, Bill in Bucks County on Talk Radio 1210. All right, Bill, what do you have today? Well, uh, hello there to Dan. Dom, you, and um, Jim, and I have uh, one of the guys, the comedy guys, who was on Saturday Night Live, do a Miller commercial, and he walked out on the stage and says, sooner or later, you know I'd be here, Dennis Miller. Yeah, a lot lot of people, the Miller Lite uh, thing, too. Miller, uh, yeah, I remember that. Pretty good one. Dan, this is a local one with a lot of pizzazz here. We were inundated with this over the years. No longer now. Hey, Bruce, welcome in. What's your commercial? Good afternoon, Dom. Dan. Oh, by the way, I wanted to tell you, Norm Sneed died last week. I mean, uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The guy, had, he used to pat the ball, though, before he threw it. You remember that? <laughs> I, I never got that. Remember. Yeah, he can get rid of the ball too quickly. Big arm, though. Yeah. Yeah, six or seven years with the Eagle. Uh, my answer is, uh, well, I'll sing it to you. Everybody who knows goes to Melrose. Everybody who knows goes to Melrose. Everybody who knows goes to the Melrose Island Restaurant for the most equality. Very nice, Bruce. And that's, yeah, that's pretty good Melrose one. coffee, piping hot. Yes. Think you can hold out till you get there? Uh, sorry, it can't go. To, uh, well, maybe it'll be a little bit you can go to. All right, Dan, give us some of the contenders today. Um, Marlboro Man from John Wildwood. Very that was a very good one out of the beginning. Yep. Um, the LBJ Nuke, you just heard Earl with the uh, singing of the o- o- mm. o- O'Reilly. Uh, and Bill. Bill and Monk had a really good one. He was an Army guy, and he said, be all that you can be. When that slogan came out, it was iconic, especially to service members, right. because he really reinvigorated a lot of members in the service. I thought that was yeah, a very... Yeah, and he was in at that point. Yeah, I think that's a good one. Be all that you can be, Bill and Monko? Yep, Bill, you are the winner today. Nicely played. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Thank you, Captain Chucky, for providing the winner every Friday with a $50 gift card. WeLoveCrabCakes.com. That's where you go for uh, Captain Chucky's. Follow me on Twitter at DomShow1210. 
at Dom Show 1210. Uh, Ron DeSantis dropping out, but the consensus is that DeSantis will unify. Already there's movement toward President Trump. Not sure how vigorous in a campaign he will be. And tomorrow night is the big night. If there's not an inflection point for Nikki Haley, which there won't be, then we have three and a half weeks plus to the North Carolina primary night where she has little or no hope. She'll go to North Carolina, but will she hang in until that date or fulfill a promise I'm going back home to North Carolina? We'll see. Uh, Follow on Twitter again at Dom Show 1210. Rich, see always next. With four big hours, Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.